This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. City's perfect start has come to an end as they fall 1-0 away to Newcastle United in the League Cup. But does it really matter or are we just all a little spoiled? It is Thursday, September 28th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Andrew Detmer. And this is the City Report Podcast. Oh, Andrew, here we are um, in the wake of everything that happened last night. I've had to delete the Twitter app for my own sanity, um, or I guess X, formerly Twitter in parentheses. Um, first of all, do you have your Carabao in front of you? Um, I don't, but I actually have had it. There is a international grocery store uh, chain like here in Indy, and they kind of have stuff from all over the world and i was going through like their asian drinks aisle and they just had it and i was like well i'll get it it it's just red bull like you could convince me that they've just repackaged red bull yeah i that's the only place i've ever seen it is in an asian supermarket in virginia i actually i haven't seen it here in uh, portland but i haven't looked for it so um luckily there'll be no more need for carabao uh, i do miss City the carling Bowl. cup but Yes, much much better sponsor. Or Capital One, if you're into banks, that works too. Um, let's get into the game, though. We're going to make this short and sweet, just like City's run in the Carabao <laughs> Cup uh, this season. Uh, brief thoughts on the game. We'll, we'll get into the specifics later on. Calvin Phillips, Oscar Bob, all of the kind of uh, the new boys, as we we may call them, in, in the lineup. Um, but brief thoughts on the game overall. I mean... Given the constraints that City had in terms of needing to rotate and the injuries that we have, I thought it was a perfectly 
good lineup that should have been more than enough. And frankly, I think the performance was more than enough to move on. Um, we create one big chance. We miss it. They create two big chances. They miss one. They score one. Like that. That's just football. This was like Newcastle's a good team. We played well. They played well in the way they wanted to play. I I just I don't have a reason to be upset because, like, I know that I'm known as someone who is like overly logical and like my approach to the game. Like, I know infuriates you, Adam. But like, <laughs> part of what that comes with is thinking through like, oh hey you can play really well against a good team and still lose. And that's just how the sport works because it doesn't just like city don't just have a divine right to win every game. And it feels like the reaction from fans last night was, well, how dare we not win? It must have been like someone's fault, but largely like, I don't think there's a city player you blame. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I, I didn't shy away from, posting about it last night online about how uh, this fan base has gotten a little bit rotten to the core and um, it's losses like this that remind you of that uh, success has absolutely done a number on on the fan base as a whole um, but we'll ignore that for now I'll keep all of those ramblings in my drunk mind um, on the game itself though I think city largely played really well in the first half and probably should have had the lead there was the the chance that fell, fell to uh, Calvin Phillips. Oh, no, it was uh, actually Julian Alvarez, the one playing striker that missed the chance, not Calvin oh, Phillips. Oh, I think um, you're. I think wh- why you're thinking of Calvin Phillips is that he failed to make that say, oh, wait, no, that was Stefan Ortega. Uh, right, right, right. Oh, no, I think it was Calvin Phillips that was on the left wing that was just a fucking pylon for 90 minutes, banging the ball against the defenders. Like, oh, shit, no, that was Jack Grealish. Oh, anyways. Um, or no, 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 no. you know who it, it was, uh, Calvin Phillips, he was in the technical area and didn't make the correct uh, adjustments to counter Eddie Howe's tactics. Oh, wait, no, that's Pep Guardiola. That's what Shoot. it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, this is going to be an unbearable 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, I thought City played really well in the first half. I mean, they <laughs> were all over Newcastle and just couldn't create anything. I think, you know, you have to give some credit to Newcastle, but the forward players of Bob Alvarez and Grealish just couldn't really get much going. I think think you have to do more than just give credit to Newcastle though, because in the sense of like, it it shouldn't surprise us that they did this because that's the one thing that Newcastle have done great ever since Howe came in is he's built a really strong defensive structure. Um, And so it doesn't surprise me that the team we fielded struggled a little bit to convert chances and our good chances came in moments of transition. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Alvarez's shot, you know, just barely gets saved by Nick Pope's foot. Um, and that like, that's the one big moment for city. But if that goes in that, I mean, that does change the game, I think, but because it didn't, it allowed Newcastle to continue to play their game and stick around. And unless we'd put on all of our big guns, which I think would be rather silly like that, I think this was kind of, like, this is what can happen. Yeah, and the important word that you used in there is structure, and and Newcastle had that. And I think one thing that people kind of forget about with these Carabao Cup games, and sometimes we see it in the FA Cup as well, in fact, we've seen it a lot in the FA Cup for City, um, is the fact that not only on an individual basis is this, you know, the second team or, or a rotated lineup, whatever you want to call it, but it's players that don't necessarily play together, and there's absolutely no cohesion. And that is... I think very um, 
I think that's really forgotten about with these cup these cup ties because you've got Sergio Gomez playing what right wing back I think it was. You had Rico Lewis playing central midfield. You had Oscar Bob, who is a, a debutante and a teenager. You have Calvin Phillips, who is essentially a debutante at this point. Um, you know, one of the reasons that Pep Guardiola loves the small squad is because he can get into a rhythm in the season of Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and you build this rhythm and this momentum, and and the, and everything just flows, and and the players can almost play with their eyes closed because of that cohesion. And City didn't have any of that cohesion tonight because it was a different shape. It was a different group of players, loads of players who rarely to never play. Um, I mean, how much of a factor does that play? How much of it, you know, on a on a scale of 50 to 50 ratio, is it individ- lacking individual talent and lacking, you know, cohesion as a unit? To me, I think it's far more the cohesion as a unit um, because this sport is about the unit it's not about individuals um, and there was good players on the on the field anyways right yeah there's good players on the field but what i mean more by that is you can have like the only player i think actually in the history of the sport that is so good that he as an individual can elevate a team regardless of what else is around him is leo messi other than that like cristiano ronaldo erling holland Terry Henry, like all these players, like they are studs. They will have their moments where they like lift the team, but they can't just single-handedly win every game the way that we have, you know, largely seen Messi do for the majority of his career, right? Um, and so for me, I think when you talk and look about this team structure, like there are good players here, but Oscar Bob and Sergio Gomez don't have chemistry or experience working with one another and with like Rico Lewis, Calvin Phillips, Kovacic, and Minfield. Like that's not something that we've seen before. And so even if the players may have individually performed well. And I largely like, I don't have a player that I like, we made those jokes like, yeah, Alvarez didn't score that chance, but like, that's fine. He doesn't have to score every chance that comes up. And like, I, Ortega shouldn't save that shot because post shot XG, it was 0.97. Like what I, you're never going to save that. Like that, if you do, that is just because the shot goes straight at you. Like in that situation, if shot comes off, like you're, saving that by blind block, not skill. And, you know, I think you could say something to the effect that Grealish was a little afraid to take on his man or didn't do some things that we'd like, but like that could also be what Pep told him to do because he didn't want to get caught in transition. Like the performance was fine from all of the players, but just a just fine performance in a structure you haven't seen before to me will always lead to you're going to probably leave the other team sticking around longer than you want. And if you don't bury your one to two chances, they could. And that's the ball game. Like this basically was how city played for a couple of seasons where like, if we didn't take our chances early teams would stick around and then we would draw or lose unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's exactly what happened last night was, you know, I think if city take one or two of their chances in the first half or create more than that and, and get a couple of goals, then if you go into halftime two nil up, with that half time, that first half performance, I think Newcastle's probably too demoralized to come out and do anything in the second half. But you, you keep them in the game, the crowd gets on top of you, and you know they started to engage their press a little bit more. And City really struggled to break out of that press in the second half. Um, let's move on to some individuals, and we'll we'll get to Calvin Phillips later because I think he's probably the hottest topic at the moment. Um, we'll go with 
Oscar Bob and Sergio Gomez, who were kind of combining down that right wing in the first 60, 65 minutes. Um, what did you make of them? Because Gomez is a player that we've seen flashes of him on the wing so far this season, and everybody said, oh yeah, he's actually a player when you play him in the right position. And um, you know, he, he, he has played out wide on the right for Spain, the Spain U size a few times, but this was a bit, well, I mean, wasn't he their U 21 player of the, like he won an award for how good he was. Like, yeah, I, th- I th- well, I think he was a uh, golden boot winner of the euros under, is that what I'm, euros. okay. I couldn't remember or if close. it was a, yeah, like he performed really well. So this, it shouldn't be surprising. I like, I actually, re- I think he is exactly the type of player and it's something I know that you and I have talked about Adam where you can't have a squad of like 22 world-class internationals who all are perfect players. Like you have to have squad glue guys who are just like stoked to be on the team and can offer like very specific things. And like Sergio Gomez is a city fan who has skill set that is useful and like he was good tonight. So I'm happy that we have him. I like the people who said, Oh, you know, sell Sergio Gomez in the summer. Cause he's not a quality left back. It's like, well, like who, who's going to replace his spot in the squad, a kid yeah. who's not a quality left back. I mean, yeah. I completely agree. I think it's, it goes back to the entitlement discussion. Uh, th- this is part of being a big club that plays in a lot of competitions. You have to have these squad players. You are never, ever, ever, going to have you know the 22nd player on your squad list be a hundred million pound player from Atletico Madrid it's just not that, that's not going to happen you know City have been really lucky in in past few years well probably kind of 2017 to 2020 where they went on these big spending sprees and we did discover some gems like you know Phil Foden coming out of the academy and Zinchenko who turned out to be you know brilliant for a what one million pound CFG signing and, and you're not always going to have those players you do have to have some players that are just there to be there they're just a body for nights like this when you have an injury crisis you're traveling fairly far from Manchester you've got another game at the weekend and then midweek next week and it, <sighs> I don't know what people expect from these players. I think if you're disappointed that Sergio Gomez isn't Phil Foden or you're disappointed that Calvin Phillips isn't Rodri or that, I don't know, uh, Oscar Bob isn't already Jack Grealish or Riyad Mahrez, your expectations are just too high. They are. And I think it's just a symptom of all the winning is now this one little drop of failure and heads have to roll, don't they? Yeah, and the other thing, too, is to think about is there is something far worse than having uh, guys like Sergio Gomez and Calvin Phillips be your squad players. It's called having dudes like Jao Cancelo, who think they deserve to be a starter when they aren't playing, be your squad players, and they're taking out other players in training because they're so frustrated. They're fomenting dissent in the locker. Like, you know what's great about this current City team? They're all likable. Like Calvin Phillips is a good dude. He's not causing any problems about the fact his career hasn't worked out. And like there are so many footballers that if they were in the position that Calvin Phillips was in where, you know, you pick up an injury right before you get this big money move that like basically means you don't play at the World Cup. I mean, like like his career has not panned out the way he wanted. And like City fans are like, oh, he's just there to collect a check. Like, I'm sure that when he moved to City, he had dreams of, like, he like he probably didn't think he was going to replace Rodri, but that he would be a consistent player. 
And one, he still could be. And the fact he still wants to fight for it is like, that's a great sign compared to like, he just resigns to, well, I guess I got to go play for Burnley or, you know, Man United or some other shit club. (laughs) Um, But he like is a good dude that clearly everyone likes. Like Pep talks about how nice he is. Like everyone else talks, like, thank God this player who like we are going to have to rely on isn't going to just be a troublemaker. Like I, I just don't understand what more you want out of like, unless you think that somehow we are going to find players who could start for city, but are cool, not starting for city. And they're like, yeah, I'll take like 10 games a season. Like that just, that doesn't exist. So like, yeah, we'd have a lot more Jock and Cello situations on our hands. If, if that was how you built a squad. Yeah. This isn't football manager where like, Oh, you can like kind of cheat the rules around how happy or unhappy a squad is by like, you know, min maxing, like these are real people with real thoughts and real opinions. And you have to balance and take account for all that. And I get being a fan is incredibly passionate and powerful. And like, you only want, like, you only want the best. And like, there's a part of me that with some older city fans, like I do get frustrated because they're just like, they don't hold the club, the standard to the level. I think we should now that we are far, far along the project of like becoming a quote unquote big club, like that, the standard should be that we're competing for like every trophy throughout the season. But that doesn't mean that like one loss is a failure that requires, like we all lose our heads. Like, no, you're going to lose games. That's fine. But if everything is being done correctly, which it really is a city, then calm down. Look at you and I agreeing on logic versus emotion here. All right. That'll do for part one in a moment. We'll be back in part two to discuss whether or not it actually was a failure at St. James's park. the next round. So the next round would have been the weekend uh, or the midweek of October 30th, roughly. So spooky indeed. But you know, so that's, that's a match we don't have in that time. Uh, And then, you know, let's say if we'd won tonight and then we win the next one, you get the quarterfinals. Well, that conflicts with the club world cup. So short of us pulling, I don't know, Burton well, we Town. saw this with Liverpool, didn't we? Didn't they have a, yeah. a League Cup quarterfinal when they were in 
I want to say Saudi Arabia maybe for the Club World Cup and you know they had they had a game two games within like 24 hours 48 hours or something and it and City doesn't have the squad to deal with that they've probably never close. had the squad to deal with that mostly because they don't have I a don't fucking cloning would. machine I, I don't know how any club could handle two senior fixtures on two continents in a 24-hour period and Unless I don't remember you took Chelsea's squad and all of Chelsea's injured players, then that's probably two big enough teams to deal with it. But um, no, City don't have that. And you know, I think probably we saw that in the subs, right? You know, we saw no Erling Holland, we saw no Ruben Diaz, Kyle Walker. Um, I think Holland, obviously, being the biggest name there that that mm-hmm. didn't come on. I mean, we saw Oscar Bob playing through the middle for 15, 20 minutes. I mean, if that doesn't tell you what Pep's you know motivation is in digging out a result in Newcastle, I don't know what does. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think his uh, his quote that he gave in the post-match press conference last night was incredibly telling, um, where he said, you think the target was the quadruple? We are more than happy with the treble. Congratulations to Newcastle. They were very good tonight. Credits to them. Like, okay. this is not... You, you cheeky bastard. I mean, one, all-time quote. Like, that is, that is a hard... <laughs> Hard quote. Um, but, like, he recognized, like, Newcastle did play well tonight. He's not going to lose his mind at the City players for, like, they're largely, like, there's not, a, like, other than little moments changing, which is just not really something that you can, like, yell about. There's, it wasn't a failure. And, like you said, like, bigger picture, that is at least one match that we don't have to play. And then, you know... I, I am someone who I would rather us have won the Club World Cup than win a Carabao Cup because we don't have a Club World Cup. So yeah, I want, like I want fucking global domination, Andrew. Right, exactly. So it's it's one of those things of if like the the conflict was going to happen there. So at best that would have just been one more game, and like I get that historically that's time for Ortega to get minutes. It's time for some of the you know quote-unquote squad players well everyone's complaining that we don't have a big enough squad so they're going to get plenty of minutes anyway so I guess like we're not missing that competition other than if you're Ortega and like he's good enough to start in Premier League games for us anyway so if Pep thinks he needs some minutes like we'll give him some minutes in other competitions or other moments so I I don't think it's failure I think City are going to like this isn't going to derail the season this isn't going to be a huge issue like this just it is what it is we didn't win the Carabao Cup but hey we're still on for winning five trophies this season. Absolutely. Um, one final thing before we get out of here. We've got to do it. we got to talk about Calvin Phillips. Um, I put out a tweet at halftime basically saying um, that in the first half, I thought he was fine. Didn't make any mistakes. He didn't do anything special. He picked a couple of nice, you know, long switches of the of the ball. Um I thought he maybe looked a little bit slow. He was he was maybe a half second slow to a couple of of tackles, a half second slow to react to some passes. But he's played about what ninety minutes total of football in his city career. Um, I don't know. I think he's played a little more than that, but yeah, basically. I don't know. He, did he? I think he played what one ninety, which was Southampton last year. So he's probably paid. He's played less than two hundred, most likely. I would say, right? Yeah, wrong? Prob- totally yeah. wrong there. Um, anyways. Um, and I got slaughtered for that opinion, of course. Um, but what were your thoughts on on Calvin? Because I thought that he looked like a player that's barely played, 
period, barely played with any of the people he's playing with, uh, and still needs to regain some match fitness. Um, and to expect anything more than that, uh, I think is a personal problem. A hundred percent agree. I think it's fine. It, actually, I, I called it out during the game, but I said, you know, he had a really important tackle where I think Kovacic was doing his Kovacic things where he like goes back, kind of turns around and tries to go upfield and tried to split three Newcastle players. They took the ball off of him and they would have had the numbers had they been able to get the transition, but Calvin made a really good tackle. Um, and look, I'm not saying he was perfect. Like there are definitely issues with his game, but like if you look at the ratings of these players, like Sky Sports gave Ortega, Rico, Akanji, Ake, Kovacic, Calvin Phillips, Gomez, Oscar Bob, Grealish, and Alvarez, all sixes. The only City player to get above that was Josco Guardiol, who got a seven. So, like, unless you're going to say Calvin Phillips was, or basically, if, unless you're going to go after all of the other players who had a similar level of performance, who have all, for the most part, played far more minutes and even more recently with this team and, like, understand like I don't see how you can judge Calvin Phillips more harshly than any of the other players I'm not saying that he is going to be Rodri's replacement like that that's going to happen but that is not what he is supposed to be he is supposed to be a squad six or a squad midfielder for the team and like tonight based on what he did like he had a 90% passing completion rating roughly like he had other good moments we dominated in the first 25 to 30 minutes and he was a part of that and so you can't just say, well, because we didn't win, Calvin Phillips is bad and shouldn't start again. Like, that's just silly. Which, it's funny you say that because, you know, people like Amos and I who have come on this podcast and kind of been on the on the pro-Calvin Phillips side aren't advocating for him to be a starter or even a regular first-teamer. It's just that we haven't seen enough to write him off. Um, what's funny is, Tonight's performance actually reminded me a bit of Rodri's first few performances for the club, which was slow. He was a half second late to everything. He picked some nice passes. He had some nice moments, but he looked like he didn't fit in. I mean, his nickname was HMS Plodri for quite a while. Let's not forget that. 100%. Um, and and that's not me saying he's going to turn out to be, Calvin Phillips is going to turn out to be the number one midfielder in the world. I'm not saying that. But we've seen players that haven't played for the club. And let's be honest, Calvin Phillips basically hasn't played for the club. He's played no meaningful minutes in any meaningful games. And they take time to ease in and they're slow and they look out of, you know, they don't look like they don't fit in. Um, I think he's not helped by the fact that players like Kovacic and Nunez have stepped in and, and fit right away. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't walk away from this game with my opinion changed in any direction. I don't, I didn't look at him and say, he's going to overtake Rodri in the team one day. And I didn't look at him and say, oh my God, he should never step foot on the pitch again. Because either of those are far too hyperbolic from what we've seen. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned Rodri's first few performances because I was a big Rodri defender in his early days because I could see that he had the ability. It just, he didn't have the experience around the rest of the roster to like slot right in. But one of the reasons everyone decried like Rodri from the beginning and were just like, no, this guy sucks. Let's get him out of here. It's because he was replacing Fernandinho, who was 
up until that point, probably like the, the best six city I've ever had. And one of the best sixes in Premier League history. Like Fernandinho was absurdly talented the first couple of years of Pep, like so key to that side operating. And so suddenly he's replaced by this guy who is not doing everything perfectly, which you should never expect of a new player who has not played tons for your club. And then suddenly, after playing a lot and getting all this shtick, everyone now talks about not HMS Plodry, but Godry, and you know, sings about him being the best player in the world. Like, you have to give players time. You you have to, because that is what is required for them to get good in this team. Like, yes, Kovacic and Nunez have come right in and fit in, and I get why people are, well, why can't Phillips do that? Well, one, playing six is an incredibly difficult position that is very different from what he's asked Kovacic and Nunez to do. And also, I would argue that Phillips was making a much larger leap in terms of what he's asked to do in this side compared to what he did at Leeds, compared to Nunez, who, yes, Wolves are not a great side, but he plays at Portugal, which is one of the best international sides in Europe and like gets that experience and knows what to do. And Kovacic, I mean, dude played at Real Madrid, played at like he is an old hand at this. That's not Phillips' career. And I'm not saying that means that this will all come good, but like to say that, oh, because this night that he was fine when most of the other squad was just fine and the result didn't go our way. Like we should write him off. It's just insane to me. Like we only have so many players this season. Rodri can't play for two more of them. I'm not saying he's going to play the next two, but like Phillips is likely going to play more this season. And if you were saying like either a, he shouldn't play B that this performance warrants him not playing. Like that's just, that is confirming your priors regardless of what you see in front of you. And that's the part to me that is the frustrating part because if you just would look at what is happening and like you didn't have this bias, people wouldn't say the things that they do. But because the opinion on social media is already formed, like short of him becoming Rodri's replacement, like it's not going to change and that sucks because we've had plenty of players in the past who have gotten this level of treatment, but because they became so good, that's forgotten. And my worry is just like Phillips can't do that because I don't think anyone will ever replace Rodri. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think at the end of the day, and, and you said it earlier is it's not the worst thing in the world to have an England international who wants to be at the club, to be able to come off the bench and put in a six out of 10, seven out of 10 when you need him to. It's just, it's just not the end of the Correct. world. Just 100%. not the end of the world. All right. Um, that was cathartic. I needed that. Um, at some point, I'll have to peek my head back online and see if I've been hung from the online gallows. Um, but Andrew, thank you very much for joining me. And listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, we will see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.